Go. This, wait, shit, sorry. Wait. Yeah, fine. <laughs> I don't do these very often, so I just completely froze. What do you want me to say again? This is Jen Briney <laughs> from Congressional, Congressional Dish. You are listening to Vroom Vroom Beer. Okay. Yes. <laughs> It's all good. This is it's this early. is part of it now. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is Jen Briney from Congressional Dish, and you are listening to Vroom Vroom Veer. Woo! That was awesome. Wow. <laughs> well done. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Okay, I'm gonna hit stop, and when I hit stop, it makes this sound doink. Are you ready to thoughtfully steer away from your revved up, frenzied, and far too often scripted life? Then welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith, where he guides you down the road differently traveled by sharing unique experiences with guests who have managed to shift away from a life stuck on cruise control and veered their way into a more authentic and fulfilling one in all sorts of interesting and kind of remarkable ways. Get ready to Vroom Vroom Veer with your differently traveled road chauffeur, Jeff Smith. Sexy boss, Heather Ann Havenwood. Welcome back to Vroom Vroom Veer and thank you for being on my show again. How's it going? Thank you. Thanks for having me, sexy boss stud. <laughs> It's funny. That's that's the best. Oh, you know what? Before we get into your story thing that you yeah. want to talk about, sure. um, like just recently, because you called me sexy stud, um, yeah. I had one of these moments, right, where in the last six months or so, I've lost a little weight, you know, without awesome. being vain or anything, right, um, to the point where like I noticed my wife and I were out eating in a restaurant, yeah. and this woman saw me walking back to my table and she kind of gave me one of those looks you know one of you know what i'm talking about one of those looks <laughs> that i haven't seen in a very long time <laughs> like, yeah i still have it yes exactly you know? and i and i was totally taken aback i was like hey what's going on <laughs> i'm 47 and she just gave me one of those looks i was like huh <laughs> that's exactly it was just like it's like you want to walk over and go so uh no that, no was me? <laughs> well just it was just so obvious it was oh, just like i know like a- i think part of it was she was eating ribs right <laughs> wait a minute this look <laughs> just got completely different right. i had i had this look of like this hot chick going hi and now all of a sudden she's got ribs in her mouth right, right. <laughs> sorry but but you know i think it was like Half, hey, who are you? And half, oh my God, I'm biting a bone. Right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I can just totally see that as a right now. Yeah. yeah. Just- so she's like biting wow. the bone and looking up at me, giving me that look, you know, like. <laughs> like, nice. Right. And I've got a bone in my mouth. What? You know, <laughs> like, it was just like oh, weird right there. Weird. Did you go to your wife and say, I just had a girl with a, uh, a bone in her mouth? Yeah. Give me a look. I did not. I just let it go. Yeah. But you thought of it. I understand. I thought of it. I had that moment. And I was like, huh, this, you know, and it's like, you know how, like when you're, when you're losing a little bit of weight, the people that yeah. love you. Or yeah. be like, oh, you look so good. How much weight have you lost? You know, and they kind of like bad. are trying to like support you. Right. So they're lying to you. <laughs> so then this dude that I actually um, kind of don't like at work <laughs> said, asked me like, 
have you lost weight? And I was like, no, maybe. Shut up. <laughs> you know? That's that's when I knew that I, I must look different. Because yeah, he doesn't true. like me either. <laughs> right. like, we don't like each other, so don't say anything nice. Right, exactly. Shut up. So, okay, <laughs> let's let's talk about what's going on with Heather and Havenwood of heatherhavenwood.com. What's happening? Yeah. So heatherhavenwood.com, go check me out. Yes. Go buy my stuff. Just yes. kidding. So, um, no, because you're the <laughs> chief sexy boss. Chief sexy boss. So what I do for a living is I basically I do a couple of things. I have a call business online. I'm an online marketer, and honestly, um, I do do coaching for people on marketing their business and marketing themselves, self promotion, right? So sure. that's a big piece of what I do. And lots of times people come to me, be, and I th- here's what I see: a lot of people businesses start because the tactician goes into business, right? So you have the dentist goes into business. You have the chiropractor goes into business. Right. One of my clients, he's a, um, he produced commercials, right? So he's a, um, a film guy, right? Tactician. It's a very tactician space. Sure. And then now like he a practitioner, a, tactician. Yes. Tactitioner. A doer. Yes. He's a doer. And then they go into business, right? right? So and they know the doing, but they maybe don't know the business part. Then there's the business aspect. Yes. And then the main piece of the business aspect that is the most, challenging for those types of people is that the sales, the sales right. and marketing pie. Yeah. So they can do the tactician of the business side, you know, doing certain ta- tactics of business, maybe even management. But when right. it comes to sales and then self-promotion, there's a breakdown. Right. So that's where I focus my time and energy when I work with my clients is that particular piece. And so where we, you and I were sharing offline is that, um, you know, here and I, I'm doing a podcast. I'm, I'm being interviewed on your show. Right. And the last year, August 2015, we're talking right now, December t- 2016, is that I've been on over 180 shows. Where That's pretty impressive. Uh, thank you. I've been interviewed you know, on other people's shows. And that so you're getting good at it. Yeah. I, I hope, I hope so. Yeah. Well, one would hope. <laughs> yeah. You, you so, know, one of those 180 was my show too. It so, was. Yeah. You're, you're so not you're 180. Oh, I'm 181 not. and some other number. I don't even know. Is that a bad thing to say? You're a notch on my belt. Like not at all. I, I kind of okay. like it. You like it? I think okay. I'm going to put that on my website. I am a notch on Heather's belt. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, it could go a lot of different bad ways. Yes, but yes it could, but that's okay. I learned through the process, because when I first got started, I know what I was doing. In fact, back in 2013, I started a podcast. I don't know if you know this. It's called The Sexy Boss Show. It's somewhere on the, the graveyard of iTunes. Sure. You can go search for it in the graveyard. I didn't know what I was doing. I interviewed some friends I knew, threw it up all at once, like five interviews at once. Yeah. And then nothing happened, of course. And so I'm over here like upset about it. <laughs> right. No, no you know, everybody that's ever done a podcast has done like five podcasts. Yeah, they do like, yeah, that's what it was like five. Yeah. And then, um, so I was like, well, that doesn't work. Podcast doesn't work. That's, that's what I did. That's stupid. Podcasts stupid. are stupid. Oh, <laughs> so right. I said, forget that. I'm out of there. And then one day in t- 2015, August, I had someone reach out and go, hey, can I interview you on this like subject? I'm like, oh, sure. So we get on. We had this great conversation. It was totally fun. And it was just fun. We were just chatting about what I do every day. You know what right. I mean? It wasn't like right, this right. big interview. It was just kind of like, yeah, this is what Hanging I do. Out. Yeah. And uh, a couple weeks later, I got this phone call. Um, someone reached out to me to work with me. So it was like a $5,000 client. And so here's my, wow. my like 30-minute chat. $5,000. $5, That's pretty cool. <laughs> 
let's rinse and repeat that shit. Let's do that shit. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, rinse and repeat. How do I do more of that? So that's exactly what I did. And so um, I focused a ton of energy starting around September of that year to let's do this. And I mean, I was a never, 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 never a no, ever. I'm never a no to you know someone right. having me interviewed. In fact, I'm being interviewed on a show in a couple weeks where the uh, podcast is focused on dog trainers, right? My- <laughs> yes, I want to be on the dog trainer show. Right. Hey, why not? Right? <laughs> why not? Who cares? Yeah. So I, I mean, you know. It. Lawyers, lawyers show that was a fun one. A gift basket show focusing on gift baskets. Wow. Um, wow. Interior design company, like the whole focus of the podcast is, is talking to interior designers in the whole industry. Yeah. And I just really learned that one, it's versatile. Like I just love the fact. Two, about 180 um, interviews, they're all approximately, let's say, 45 minutes. I didn't have right. to travel. No. Right? I mean, right. that's. Ta-da, the key. Yeah, you, the, do, you could do it in, in your pajamas if you want. I am to. in my pajamas right now. They're <laughs> silk with black polka dots because I'm in Austin. It's really cold out. So I have ah, polka dot. Yeah. I do. I have polka dots. I believe so- you. I'm in shorts and a t shirt, but that's because so, I'm in California. Yeah. Yeah. It's cold right now it's in Austin. It's a little chilly. So it, I didn't have to travel. Now, most people are going, well, yeah, so what? Well, what you don't know is from 2001 to 2007. I traveled the country every week, every week, Yikes. and 50 weeks out of the year, and I traveled to a different city every week, and what we were doing was going to seminars to be in front of an audience, right? right. And if we could see 200 people in a week, we were ecstatic. Yeah. We had to get had up. a table in the back. You were selling airport. stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we go to the airport. We had to get stripped down for TSA. Right. We yeah. had to, like, you know, go to the Delta Crown where we're going to eat really bad food mm. and then we had to go to really bad hotels yeah. and then all this stuff just to get in front of 200 people Ugh. right horrible yeah and I, seven years that was my whole life i lived out of a suitcase and finally i'm like i can't do this anymore so now years later it's almost 10 years later and here i am doing these podcasts and i'm doing i'm in front of more people now in a given year in a given week and i'm not traveling it's awesome like, and you're in their ears I'm in their ears. Yeah, exactly. I'm in your ear. I'm in your ear. I'm your buddy. <laughs> I'm talking to you right treadmill. now while you're driving. Right. Watch you're driving. Out. On the treadmill. Go to the Gold's Gym. Go, go. <laughs> I'm kidding. I would be a horrible motivator. I'd be like, come on, fat ass, let's go. That's what I probably do. And I, <laughs> so sorry. That's why they don't hire me to do this. <laughs> me as well. I would, I would come to really do. That. I, what was that show of watching Dr. Phil? I was watching one recently and Ugh. they had this horrible kid. This poor, this kid was just, he was just, he was just a bad kid. And the parents are over there like, we don't know what happened. I'm like, cause you're weak parents. And Dr. Right. Phil is like trying to be all psychoanalytical on this. I'm like, dude, just slap them. Just slap them. Yeah. You know? Grow a pair. Grow a pair. Come on. This kid's running <laughs> <Man> up. <laughs> Man up, people, but yeah. they don't do that. They make it all like, let's hug it out. Be mm. compassionate for how he's feeling. Um, yeah, that's why they hire me for Dr. Phil. Like, you know, my, I turned it off right when Dr. And I could see where Dr. Phil was going with this. He goes, so he did all this horrible stuff. He took a DWI and he was killed somebody and wrecked oh the car. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. And he goes, and after he did all that, you you got him a new car? Like, what? Well, 
well, yeah. I'm like, he's like, so he has no idea what consequences are. I'm like, well, well, no. I'm like, duh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this you is can why hardly I'm- blame the kid, really. Right. Yeah. Anyways, no, no, di- it's, it's a it's a good digression though. I like it. I like no, it. digression. I can. So what I learned out of the 180 times that yeah. I was doing this or more, um, I learned how to share my story. Amen. I learned how to share my story in such a way that it was compelling and entertaining, also um, attracting, right? Attracting people to come to my site, heatherhavenwood.com. Is you know I learned that, and I just figured everyone knew who had to do that. And then I started my own show being a host in June right. of 2016. And I re- quick re- quickly realized that there's a lot of people out there that are experts at amazing things and really bad at sharing their story. Right, right, right. No, I, I, I um, uh, before we get into your, your story structure thing, I want to have a quick share. Um, cause you're, you're still doing podcasting too. So, um, one resource that I like, uh, was a, show oh no not a show it was a class on creative live by alex bloomberg it was amazing and he talked all about story structure and and how much work he puts into his npr kind of like storytelling through journalism model amazing but yeah uh he was he said like most people when talking about stuff they're telling a story but they don't know what they're doing <laughs> right they don't they right. don't i mean watch tv at any time where it's an interview conversation and you can see people who are trained you know they know how to tell the story quick or the point really right. quickly and you know the people that don't know how to do it you can tell a professional versus a not quickly in that environment but in podcasting i think it's important too the challenge with pr or if i go on tv right now i mean this segment would have been gone a long time ago. You get max two minutes, right? Two minutes, right, three. right, right. <laughs> max, 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 max. And if you're a big star, maybe four or five or six. But relatively speaking, that's it. Yeah. With podcasting, what's interesting is I've, I've had a few people on my show that I could tell they've been trained in PR. So when I'll say, like, tell me how you do, they'll, like, say one sentence. I'm an author. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, wrong format. <laughs> you, you, you've got more air here. Yeah. Right. Right. So all of a sudden it's like dead space. I'm like, tell me more, you know. What and do you I, make of that? <laughs> the whole conversation was done in like five minutes. I'm like, yeah, okay, great to meet you for yeah. your expertise. You know, it was really a bad um, interview. And I realized later, I'm like, I asked, asked them, I said, you've been, you've been prepped in PR. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, this is not PR. This is podcasting, podcasting radio too. I mean, who's the master at radio, you know, Rush Limbaugh, Howard Stern. They are the master storytellers. They are literally master storytellers. Right. They can make anyone sound amazing. They can make any story that's on the news compelling. They are literally master storytellers. And so what I learned quickly is that one, not everyone knows how to do it. And the people would ask me, God, you're so great at podcasting. How are you doing that? And to me, I'm like, it's a natural. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it just it just, yeah. I just born this way. You know, I was born this way. here's <laughs> why I'm so good. I didn't know. I had, I had to look at it myself. Like, I don't know. Why, why am I good at this? Uh, my training, there's a couple train, a couple things of my training that are really key. One, I've done a ton of copyright training, right? Mm. Copy- Writing. And one of my dear friends is Joe Sugarman. I've studied under Dan Kennedy and John Carlton. Um, so I've studied copywriting for a long time. So there's that. The second piece is um, improv. So I've heard of improv before. I've heard of improv. It's amazing. Yeah. Improv is like the principle 
the principle of improv is the baseline for uh, Saturday Night Live of right. all comedians. So the baseline of, of all comics get trained in improv. So Jimmy Kimmel, um, you know, any time of a late night show person, they've all been trained in improv, maybe early in their career, but it's the baseline. Right. And so once you learn the, there's like principles, principles of, of, of improv, you, you can't watch any show like that without going, oh, that's an improv principle. You can literally see it. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yes. During once that, you know the rules, then you, right. it's everywhere. And there really are rules to it. So once you see the rules, understand the rules, then you can you see it everywhere. But it's also the baseline of um, of comics, mainly com- comedy um, and different things like that. The cool thing about improv, it teaches you literally skill set, like a rules and principles on how to be in the moment and create in the moment, unlike acting. So acting is you uh, get a script. Here's what you're going to say and right. here's you're going to be. Now emulate that. That's one skill set. Improv is more like your name is Larry to me, right? Your name is Larry. You're on the moon. Go. Wow, I can jump so high. <laughs> no, and so you have to literally create from that. Right. And so I did that on accident. I did a year long of improv classes here in Austin on accident, just out of like pure fun. No oh, reason. Yeah. Right. Did it because this was really fun. And then um, a year later, a year later, is when I started podcasting and I thought, wow, this is just like improv. It is just and like that's improv. why I think I'm so successful. And then the other piece of that is the copywriting. Copywriting is basically sharing a story to sell something. That's the intent, right? right sharing okay. a story in such a principal uh, manner, a structure manner, such as to sell something. And that brings me to the story structure. Cool. Let's talk about the yes and the story structure. Oh my god! Yeah, that was very good improv. <laughs> I thought you, I'd drop one in there. Yeah. <laughs> yes and. Yes and. Let's talk yeah. about the story structure. <laughs> That's why you're good at podcasting too, Jeff. Because oh god, I get it. Huh? Said blah 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 blah. Boring. Whatever the hell you just said, and you go yeah, and. Let's talk about something real. You know what I mean? <laughs> I totally know what you mean. <laughs> it was really boring. Yes. And? No, but you either. know the totally boring part? That's not true. No. I'll no poop that. <laughs> but yeah, I will yes and your, your story structure. <laughs> I'm like whirlwind about yeah when they're five years old. Um, yeah, so here's the story structure. We can just go right into it. Yeah. Oh, and I'm stealing this. Feel free to steal it, too. I'm stealing from a guy named Michael Hogg. Um, he's at storymastery.com. That is not an affiliate site. However, it should be. Yeah, um, you should be his affiliate. Yeah. What you need to know about this story structure I'm going to share is that it's it, it, now it's six six pieces, and we're going to go through it really fast. And I okay. teach this in a course called Podcast 3030, where I encourage all business owners, uh, all experts in any field, to go out and start getting on podcasts. Yeah, out of, of course. Out of, yeah, so out of um, helping yourself to learn how to share your story, right? For sure, because I can say that I agree with you that like more business owners need help than business owners that don't need help telling stories. <laughs> that's true. That's in, my, in my experience as a podcaster, talking to business owners. It's but I don't edit either, yeah. so <laughs> it's always blatantly obvious on my show. So, well, and also the um, a lot of business owners you say, "What do you do?" 
they'll either say one word or they'll go into the tactics of what they do. Right. And we don't want to hear that as human beings. So we want to hear what a story about what you do. And right. so the structure of the six plot, why it's powerful is that it's, it's the structure um, of a couple things. One, it's the structure of every single successful Hollywood movie. And anytime they've ever gone off of this structure, right? No matter if it's a drama or comedy or action, doesn't matter. Big the, budget, low budget, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Big budget, low exactly. The moment they go off the structure, it fails. The movie's not as successful as it could be. Disney follows this to a T, right? I believe it. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is Disney right here. Um, and so you're thinking, well, I can't tell my story in two hours. No, it, you can still do the structure of it in like a one minute or two minutes or you whatever. Can. Yes. Totally can. So it's, it's an interesting structure. Um, so I want to say that. And you can ch- check it out, Story Mastery. It's, it's stolen from the um, the writer's journey. I think they call it the hero's journey. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stolen from the hero's journey. you probably heard of that. And I it's, have, yeah. It's the journey. It's the storyline, basically. Of and the now, hero's journey. Yeah, of the hero's journey. This is what this is. Okay. And what's interesting is that I always tell people all, this t- all, all the time, it's one of my big things. One, he's my number one, H to H. Humans to humans, people do business with people, not businesses. Right. Okay, number one. Oh, I like that. H to H, humans to humans. Yes. Heather, Heather, Haven, anyway, sorry. Heather, Haven. H to H, H to H. H to H, H to the H. Um, but people do business with, with humans, sorry. So people do business with people. And then the other piece of that is what I call biblical, right? So you open the, open the Bible and you read a story out of the Bible, all right, um, religious or not, you can relate to the story today because we as human beings have not altered. We haven't in thousands of years. The technology has changed, right? We have right. iPhones and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We're not walking around in sandals anymore. We have like Nikes. There's roads. But, right, there's roads. But <laughs> we as human beings, our desires, our feelings, our, all that, it hasn't changed much. No. It hasn't changed much. Not so, fundamentally, not the universals, right? Not not as a as a human being of desires and feelings and all that. So that's why these stories and the structure of a story is so important because it hasn't changed in thousands of years. In fact, if you look at these stories in place and on time on top of biblical, I say biblical because it's an old book, you know. Yeah, is that you'll see the story, the hero's journey of Jesus. You literally we can lay the story of Jesus on top of this. It's fascinating it works perfectly yeah that's why we all know the story of of jesus because we know the hero's journey right wow um so let's hit the beats what are the the beats okay so if you can if it's fun yeah yeah, or in boring no i'm kidding okay there's six stages okay all right so think of your life for a second just think of your life and okay. your story okay. and I'm going to set up and I'm going to kind of, I'm going to kind of match my life a little bit on it, not go into all of it. So set up stage one, stage one, set up full an identity, right? Okay. So full identity is like you talking once upon a time, once upon a time, once upon a time I was in corporate America and I'm sitting there and number one in the country and all of a sudden I get fired. Right. right? Okay. Boom. Here it is called turning point number one. Turning point number one, you got opportunity. fired. Opportunity. I, got, I did. Opportunity. It was a turning point. It was like, here I am in my life. Everything's fine. Da, 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 da. 25 year old. You do a corporate America. Life's great. Full, full in identity. Set up. 
Turning point number one, opportunity. Boom, I get fired. What? That would Stick. be on this show, this would be called a veer, but continue. Oh, a veer. A okay. veer, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. I know that. That's cool. Stage two, new situation. And then the underline of it is glimpses of essence. Now, for me, I'm sitting there, new situation. I'm sitting there in a in a seminar that I went to, a free seminar at one o'clock in the afternoon in Dallas, Texas. And they're like, do you want to own your life? Do you want to start your own business? I'm like, yes, I want that. Glimpses of essence. Now, what you need to know is I ended up working for that company for seven years, right? Yeah. And that was my start of me into entrepreneurial world. No kidding. Wow. So new situation, right? sitting yeah. there with a bunch of strangers, right? I would have never been there in the middle of the day on a one o'clock on the Monday if I had still been working, if I hadn't gotten fired. So there right, you go. Right, right, right. Situation. Right. Are right, you staying with me here? Stage I'm, two? I'm, I'm, I'm tracking with you. Tracking. I'm, I'm okay. liking. I'm liking it. And then it says turning point, too, because it kind of goes up and down, okay? Okay. Change plans. All right, that's what happened to me. So all of a sudden, the, the guys in the back were like, hey, like, who are you? What do you do? They go, why don't you uh, come travel with us? I moved from Texas by myself to Florida, and I started traveling the country with this company. Boom. Massive change of plans. Whole new opportunity. Whole new world opened up. Turning point number two. Change of plans. Okay? Okay. I'm with you. Now, stage three. This is what I call the longer point of a movie. You can stop. If you're thinking to yourself, what? What? I can't think of. Think of Batman. Think of any freaking Disney movie on the planet. Okay, just right. think, of, think of Aladdin. All right, whatever. Just think of one. All right, stage three, progress. Okay, this is kind of longer time. I'm like moving around seven years. I'm out there. I'm, I'm progressing. I'm learning. And this is where what's called vacillating between identity and essence. You see this in like the Batman movies. They're like, this is who I am. No, this is who I am. No, this, this is, is who no. I am. Who am I? <laughs> am I Adam West or am I? I? <laughs> right. <laughs> Which Batman am I? The new me. The old me, the new me. The old self is pulling me down. The new me wants out. Like, you can see it kind of vacillating. It's like you're in the cocoon. You're, yes, you're yeah. progressing. You're in the cocoon. There's a shift, but you're not sure. Okay, so you can see that going on. For me, that was that traveling. And I still had a piece of me that was like, maybe I should go back to corporate life. I'm not sure if I want to do maybe this. Maybe I should just get a job. This is exhausting. Right. That, yeah, yeah. I totally had that as I was traveling. <laughs> I get it. So, yeah, so here, that goes on for a while. That's called stage three progress. Things are happening, right? But You're growing. A- you're learning. And then there's a call day, turning point number three, a point of no return. Uh huh. Right. And this for me, mine was I got into business with uh, uh, a gentleman. We got 50 50 business and I started to build this business went from zero to a million dollars in a year. And it was like a point of return. It was a huge. I stopped everything else. All the other companies I was working with. Your life will never be the same after this moment. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it was a turning point. And so it was a point of return for me. And then the stage four, which was complications and higher stakes where things were big time stakes in this business. It was massive for me at the time. Very scary. Very scary. It was totally scary, right? We're just like moving and shaking zero to a million dollars in 12 months. Boom, right? Yeah. Oh my God. That's a vroom. See, that's a vroom. See, this, my, my, my whole show is all about this, this story structure. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. so you can vroom. Vroom. <laughs> then, and then it says um, higher stakes. Okay, complications, boom, yes. uh, which moves you into turning point number four, major setback. For me, I came, mur, mur. Day, I came home one day and the, the business partner took the business. <laughs> what? 
and my uh, bank accounts were empty. I had oh, no money shit. coming in, all the debt, and I was spun into foreclosure and bankruptcy, complete wipeout within 12 months. What? Yeah. A major setback. <laughs> okay. So what did you make of that? That's major setback, turning four. Yeah, I know, I know, but let, let, let's step out of the story structure oh. and just get a little background of how did you feel? Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, I already know, but just, you know, share a little of just how shitty that was. It was really shitty. It was uh, a lot of victimization. Poor me. Uh, Right. The thing that I had to I had to look at was my ego, where my identity was really wrapped up into my business. The other thing was um, I had a had a particular view in life called I'm smart. That will never happen to me. Right. Like, I'm smart. We all have that. That I won't happen to me. Oh yeah, you. Yeah, you. you other went people. Hard. Other people fail. Other people, right? I don't fail. I don't fail. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And I remember a dear friend of mine, uh, Bill Duquette. He was talking to me one day. Where we're sitting there, I'm just teared up. And he's, um, he made me write out on a piece of paper, like I, Heather, give myself full license to fail. I could barely write it because that was the crux as I had never. And as he said, he goes, Heather, you never, you've never given yourself permission to fail. And if you never give yourself permission to fail, you're never going to give yourself permission to, to succeed again ever because you can't go into to entrepreneurship or life expecting to only succeed. Right. Right. And yeah. that was a hard lesson. I mean, I barely wrote it. I'm in tears. I just broke down in tears. And if you think about our society, especially for me, growing up Southern girl, I was taught at a young age, don't fail second grade, can't go to third. Don't right, fail third. Right, 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 right. Oh, yeah. Fail high school. You, you won't graduate. You won't go to college. Don't, uh, it's never, never, never. Don't fail. Don't fail. Don't fail. Don't fail. And then entrepreneurship is like, go fail. Right. Fail fast and fail often. <laughs> right. And you're like, what? <laughs> Failure is an event, not a person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. And so you're over here going, what the That hell? doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was what I got out of that. I mean, there's a ton of lessons with that, but that was the big one is just like NFL. If you're an NFL player, it's like saying to Tony Romo, of course, <laughs> you have oh, to go poor Tony. and get hit, dude. Yeah. Right. Um, that's what happens when you're an NFL player. When you are a football player, you're going to get in the field and you're going to hit, get hit. Some you're going to pass some you're not going to bet, you know, and every game is different. Every game you're going to probably get hit once or twice. Um, and so that's part of entrepreneurship and be okay with that. Yeah. It's when you're resisting. Oh, I don't want to get hit. I don't want to get hit. Well, you can't play the game. No, you're going right? to be uh, gun shy. You're going to be gun shy. You're going to suck. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be all tight. All tight. You've seen NFL players. I mean, I have. Yeah. Like, what's up with that dude? He won't get hit. Like, he won't get out there. Like, he's right. freaked out to get hit. Well, the thing uh, is, is, uh, is it's, it's actually part of strategy of a defense is to, you know, like hit. Even if, like, the, the tackle comes after the pass, it's important to hit the quarterback. Because after they take a couple of hits they don't pass as well for at least a couple more plays. <laughs> that's true. It's true. Life is. That's how life is. You need a recovery period. You need a recovery period. Yeah. And so I think that's part of it. That's for me. That was my big, it was first of all, it was a major setback in my story, major setback, but it was also a big eye opener. I mean, it took me three, four years to overcome that. It was definitely not an overnight thing. Sure. It was a couple of years. Um, I went into recovery. I went into Went to uh, Marco Island and I lived on an island for a year and did nothing. Wow. Nice. <laughs> that is interesting. Nice, but boring. 
probably. Boring, but it was. But necessary. Necessary, yeah. Necessary. It, it was kind of this, what happened to me? I felt like my, my bell was wrong, you know? Mm. My bell was wrong. Because out of all the things that in life could happen to me, it was one of those, like, that will never happen to me because I'm smart. Yeah. That's part of but the stories same. that we tell each other. But it's we're hard. also, yeah, like you said, we're programmed that way to be, like, uh, allergic to failure. Oh, completely, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, and we, we throw it at people like current current president elect. We're talking to you know Donald Trump. There, people were throwing that <gasps> he was been he's bankrupt a company. How horrible! I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, succeeded, mofo. What are you talking right, about? It's right, like, right, look right. at any NFL player. Like he got hit. What wow! Oh, oh my God! Throw him away. Right. It's all business, dude. So it's yeah. just part of the process of anything you do right yeah. you're gonna you're gonna win you're gonna lose you're gonna get hit so that's the big aha learning I, yeah learning how to take a punch and, and keep fighting yeah that's a big one okay so let's see Here where we go. were we yeah where, where were we? we it was Stage. the major setback Major setback is turning point four, which moves you into stage five, which is final push. Return retreats to identity and then returns fully to full essence. Okay. So for I me, this it. was definite. I mean, um, I you know, I moved to Marco Island, did nothing for a year, kind of really retreated. Lick your wounds. Licked my wounds. Really had a lot of uh you know, thinking conversations. Then the next one is quote, then returns fully to essence uh, for me when it was literally like one day, one day I woke up and I was like, I really got who I am is an entrepreneur. It's a journey I'm on. It's who I am the way of being, no matter if I have money or not, or a business or not, it's still who I am. It's right. not a destination. And so that was when like the only thing I knew what I could do was that I'm not a tree. I could move. So I got in a U-Haul and I moved to Austin. I was like, well, I could at least surround myself with other people like me. Mm. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what business I'm going to create. I don't know what's going to happen. But I, I could do that. I could move and surround myself with other people like me. So people talk about this all the time. Uh, I have a friend of mine who wants to be an actor. He's really good, too. He really could be an actor. I'm like, move to L.A. Yeah. Can't, blah, blah, blah. No, that's what you need to do. Move to LA. You really <laughs> want to do that? Move to LA. You want to be on Broadway? Freaking move to New York. Right. Yes. You're trying to get out of like Texas, dude. Like I get it. There are people that can come. But Matthew McConaughey does live here, but he also lived in LA. Like he moved to LA. You know what right. I mean? Like, you moved to LA. And then when you get money, you can move back and have two houses. Whatever. So <laughs> you don't have to stay <laughs> in LA. But Right. You yeah, just right. go to LA to, you know, network and do, to the, do the thing. Yourself yeah. Around people that you want to do business with. Right. And so for me, it was Austin because there's a ton of entrepreneurs here. And I wanted to surround myself with other people like me. Internet marketing was here too. So that's what my final push was. And then turning point number five, climax. 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 The climax <laughs> for me, I mean, I'm still on that climax right now. Um, Sweet. But the climax for me is when I started my business back in 2009, 10, when I got here. That was the climax of like really getting out there again. And then the aftermath, the aftermath, stage six, final stage, the aftermath, transformed existence, which is what you hear today. I mean, I'm a totally different person than I was back in 2005 and six with the bankruptcy. I'm a totally different person. I have a different view. It's really a transformational person. You're now um, officially cookies or butterfly. Yeah, I'm pick a butterfly. Pick your metaphor. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a butterfly. 
like, yeah, I mean, so I think, and of course we get to recreate our hero story over and over and over again in our life. You know, it's right. like oh, another it's one. It's never over, right. It's never over. But that's the story I share and I share it very succinctly in such a way that you can get it as people can understand it and see where I'm at today and then why they should listen to me. Right. 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 Um, and that's, um, that's this, that's the six stages. I love it. And I, you know, the, the beats all work, you know, what do you hear, do you hear your story on it? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to figure out in my head where I'm at, you know, how people do that. And it's like, uh, maybe I'm in the big defeat. I don't know where I'm at. I'll have to figure that out. <laughs> that's okay. You get, you are where you're at, you know, that's exactly. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I mean, you can, not to go back to biblical, I'm only saying biblical because it's it's like time-tested, right? Yeah, and uh, we all know those stories probably. The stories, yeah, the transformation after Bath Jesus, right? Yeah. And you can totally see every piece. And the reason why I share this, again, is so that business owners or people that are not in business, they're in a job right now and they are, they want to... They want to go get a new job. They want to put themselves out there again for a new career. Well, this is how they share their story. Right. This is how they share their resume. You know, I, I always talk to people who um, are in between careers or in between jobs. They hate that process. Oh, I hate it, hate it, hate it. Why do they hate it? The, here's why they hate it. They hate it because for those few months, they have to self-promote themselves. Ah, yes. That's why they hate it. You're probably they, right. Yeah. They're constantly having to self-promote themselves. Yeah. Have you ever gone to like uh, any sort of, I'm, I know you have, but it's kind of a stupid question. So when you have gone to business conferences and, you know, you're basically doing what they, you know, air quotes networking and you're walking around handing out cards and talking about yourself constantly. Yeah. That's a lot of work. It's a very lot of work. Yeah. Yep. You know, and when I, I did it once at a podcast movement in 2014 and it's exhausting I had, I had no idea how much work it was to talk about yourself. <laughs> and, and for me, it was just like, it was very like uh, reflective. So every time I, I, you know, said, hey, this is my podcast, this is what I'm doing. I felt like, uh, you know, I probably re really need to rethink this. <laughs> I was on for you at that point. I was on podcast number one, right? Uh, yeah right. yeah, right? The one that wasn't really going to go anywhere, but I failed fast. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but that's, it's interesting networking. People talk about that all the time. Um, nowadays, networking is less about business cards and more about connection, you know? Right. Tell me about yourself. Tell me what you do. Tell me what's going on in your world, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do you got going on? What do you got going on? And it's way different than like, my name is, and I'm the... Here's my card, blah, blah. and here's my elevator pitch. Right. Please buy my shit. People don't like. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I go to an internet marketing peer, internet marketing party here in Austin every single month. I miss actually, I miss this month, and um, it's I'm going for going for like seven years at this point, eight years since I got here. It's really awesome, and I remember I brought a friend of mine one time who's what I call old school. He's a mortgage guy, and he's walking around like, "Hi, my name is Bobon. Here's my I'm a mortgage person. Here's my card," and. You could tell he was being like, what's the word? Like, Fake. Like a, well, no, he, he was school. being pushed away. Oh, People I see. Like, 
retracting from him on massive level. Like he's like this great guy and great personality. And he walks over to me. He's like, what is wrong with these people? <laughs> Did I miss I a memo? <laughs> this car. No one will talk to me and no one has a business card. Wow. And I was like, well, first saw welcome to the internet marketing party. It's not your typical network. Right. It really is people here. I mean, I know people there that are, you know, big time. If I said their names and drop their names. You'd be like, well, you know him. We don't sit there and talk business. It's more like, hey, what's going on? How are you? Hey, I, you know, heard you got divorced. Are you all right? How's things live? Oh, yeah, your sister's getting better. That's awesome. Like, that's really what we talk about. We don't, it, even when I get introduced to people, I'll be like, I won't say what do they do. I'll be like, so what's going on in your world? Are you in the, in the marketing space? I'll just say it like general. Right. You know, I won't really go into this world of like, tell me what you do for a living. I want to know all your websites. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, there, right. Have like 10 websites and like yeah. I got five projects going on and yeah. it depends on the moment and I'm a consultant. So you don't ever want to go down that road because it's very uncomfortable for a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, you don't want to go like nowadays it's you don't want to go immediately into pitch mode. That's like it's like. How not to get dates. People do. <laughs> yeah, right. People. Right. Exactly. How not, how not to get dates. <laughs> That's true. That's you true. can't just walk dating. up and go, hey, you're really good looking. Let's have sex. <laughs> exactly. That's you not going to work. <laughs> check out my, you can actually check out my newsletter, daintriggers.com, and check that out, which is uh, teaching men how to date women. Feel free, daintriggers.com. Oh, wow. Look at you. <laughs> datingtriggers.com yes datingtriggers.com I love it I love it hey this has been a blast we're almost at we are at an hour okay I can't believe we've done we've talked for an hour that's awesome it it was fun Hmm? you're easy to talk to thank you and you are still Heather and Havenwood and your website is heatherhavenwood.com did I get that right yes heatherhavenwood.com anything else you want to talk about you I need do. to pitch? Yes, please, gotta, pitch. We are ready. <laughs> Here it goes. Ready? Yes, go. In the podcast course where I teach you how to basically pitch yourself on podcasts as well as be on podcasts, go to heatherhavenwood.com forward slash 3030, which basically designed for 30 podcasts in 30 days. And I if you're it. just working with me, like, how do I self-promote myself? How do I do that? It's really awkward for me. You can uh, work with me. Go to heatherhavenwood.com. The upper right-hand corner says work with me. And I would love the opportunity to potentially work with you. That'd be great. I think, I'm a, I, think I, I might want to check that out, actually. Sure. You never know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever gotten a, a, a potential client from uh, being on a, on a podcast uh, from the yeah. host? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That happened. Oh my See. God! Yeah, it totally happened. See, See? you're normal. See? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to work with you. You'd be a ton of fun. <laughs> I think everyone has something to offer, and I think that what happens is when people like if if someone play, feels like they're in a position of I'm your boss or you're my boss or I'm this these positions, it's like well then it can't cross. You know what's interesting about that is um, I when I first moved to Austin, I was low confidence and. I actually went and worked for a company. My last company I ever worked for, I worked for there thirty for ninety days, so three months, and um, I was a salesperson for this like internet marketing company. I'm not gonna go into it, but my boss's boss, like the regional guy, you know what I mean? Like in the sales office world, like the regional, he's the regional, you know? Right, he's, like, he's the real company. boss. He's the real boss, right? And the regional guy, they liked me. He liked me, 
two years later, he reached out to me and said, Hey, I want to meet with you. Cause now I'm starting on my own. I don't know what I'm doing. And I know, I know, you know what you're doing. I want to talk to you. Whoa. And this was like my regional dude, you know, like three levels up or something. Yeah. And here he is years later saying, Hey, I'm clear. I don't know what I'm doing here. And I know you do. That's and amazing. Yeah. Right. It, it's be- so I, I love that about him. He was actually really cool about that. Were you cool with it or, or yeah. were you a little intimidated by the fact that no. the old relationship, Oh, you, you are over it already. Yeah, I'm totally over it. Here's what, here's what I got from that. It was like, I, when they, when they fired me slash let me go, they said in the most loving way, they said, Heather, you're really an entrepreneur. You don't belong here. Like, wow. Like we love you. We think you're amazing. Yeah. But like you just, you're, you really do belong entrepreneurial. World. Well, yeah, the, the uh, I've heard that before. That credibility of like, yeah, you know what? You're, you're totally right. And they honored that. They were like, we really honored that in you. So but Entrepreneurs you don't-, don't make very good employees because they, oh, yeah, yeah they, they, it's like they've outgrown that model. Almost. Yeah, he was, <laughs> they were <constantly laughs> like, Heather, you need to do d- 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 these rules and rules and rules. Right. And I would say, but the rules don't make any sense. You know that, right? Those, like, are, well, stupid. those are stupid. Rules. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when they're like, we love you. And you're not you a very good employee. <laughs> you should entrepreneurship. I'm like, you know what? You're right. And I, and it was like the best conversation I left there. Like, yeah, this I is just who got fired and I feel oh, awesome. Yeah, I totally was like, yeah. dude, I hugged it out with them. I'm like, you guys rock. That's amazing. That was awesome. How to get really- fired the right way right there. Yeah, because they knew and there was, it was two guys. They, it was like both of them. They were like, you know, we we really see it in you. You really are an entrepreneur. Like, you really need to go out and do your thing because it, we have to like have this little thing over here. And it's like you're not fitting, you know. Right. And so no, no, I get it. Yeah. Leave each other in a loving way and hug it out. And then that was always that way. Yeah. Fun. Good. Awesome. Good story, too. Thank you. So this has been a blast. I, I say let's do it again. But we've done it twice already. But I'm still open. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm doing a new book out. So uh, when Ooh. my book comes out, I wouldn't mind reaching out to you. Are, yeah. you. are you done with recording? I don't know if you've. Well, let's end the show and then okay. uh, and then we'll talk about your yeah we can we can have you back on the show. Awesome. So you have a great day. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time to ride along with us on another episode of Vroom Vroom Veer. For podcast info and show notes, be sure to head over to vvveer.com. That's triple v double rcom Man, that's fun to say. And we'll catch up with you next time here on Vroom Vroom Veer.